And we're back. Josh Schaefer here on the DO Sportscast with Andrew Graham and Eric Black, who are also on the football beat, covering Syracuse football, and they made the trip down to Maryland. I did not. Guys, didn't look like I missed too much of a positive experience for Syracuse. Uh, for Syracuse, no. For, gosh, if I were a Maryland fan right now, I would be so happy. <laughs> they they won the lottery with Mike Loxley. I mean, not only because he is, A, a really good coach, as we saw, but also he is, like, from the area and, like, views the Maryland job as, like, a top-tier job. So he seems like he's going to stay. And if they keep playing like they did Saturday, they will be quite good. No, I was going to say that that offense of, of Loxley's um, made Syracuse defense, which held Liberty, obviously. They shut out Liberty last week. They made them look like they were an there. FCS team. They made them look like a, like a Howard defense. Um, obviously not quite to that extent, but Syracuse defense, which we thought might be, and what Dino Babers thought might be a strength of this team, was the weakness of it on Saturday. And so open it up with a little bit of a non-football question. You guys made the drive down to College Park boat, what? Six and a half hours, maybe? Six, six, six. and a half, yeah. Not That's my map quest guest off the top of my head. Six hours. We'll call D- it uh, about six We'll hours. call it four and a half. Andrew Graham drives a little fast. Um, favorite part of the trip, just in general? Anything that stood out about the Maryland campus, the atmosphere, perhaps something you ate would normally be something I'd lean toward? Uh, Andrew, we'll go with you. Food was not a real seller on this trip. We didn't. So the trip was terrible. Yet. Okay. By your standards, <laughs> yes. Um, I'm, I'm going to say, actually, I like Maryland's campus a lot just it's it's a good combination of you want a college campus to feel sort of sort of tight-knit but also have those those like lawns and trees and shady areas and it was just it was a very pretty campus i liked it a lot i could you know film a movie there or something i'm going to defend the food that we had on the trip um you'll hear you'll, it wasn't you'll, bad. you'll hear more about that in the 30 second sound off um but right now i want to talk about the college well, preview stay tuned don't don't tease touch, them to the don't block touch that the remote um <laughs> No, but the College Park Diner, which we went to, um, I got um, biscuits and gravy with oh, sausage. Yeah, um, Graham got a ham and cheese omelet, which he, which he literally didn't take a I, bite of. I felt by the way bad. He got it Saturday morning. Asked for a box, left it in my car during the game, and then we threw it out once we got back to my car because it smelled bad. Um, that did happen. <laughs> that anyway, the biscuits and gravy with, with sausage clean up in like five minutes. When you get a ham and cheese omelet, and you put it. In a warm car, in a parking garage, for about six and a half hours. What did you think was going to happen? Do you think it would get better? Do you think it would ferment? You are are applying the verb "think" when that verb was not applied in the actual situation. Um, I'll give another shout out. Cool feature of the College Park Diner. They have the sort of like fume hood above like the flat top, and all along it are different like dollar bills or like currency from all sorts of different countries. If someone comes in from a country, so they like I mean seriously everything from like Malaysia to Iran to did you take one? No. High moral ground for you. Proud of you. I mean, I don't know what 20 million Rwandan kwacha is worth, but I can't imagine it's actually worth anything in the, like, more than two figures USD. Also, after not touching his food at all, I don't think he wanted to mess with the uh, the waitresses nope. there. Yeah, they must have been weirded out by that. I, I, I it wasn't... I, I, know, I know, like, at a restaurant you see a lot of weird things. Right. And that's something oh, that they I probably see, like, twice a week. Oh. But, like, wow. I just... Wasn't vibing with breakfast on Saturday. If I you guess. still get to expense that meal, I'm gonna be sad. Oh, I four. I I know Mike Dooling, our general manager, totally listens to this podcast, and I hope that he doesn't allow you to expense that meal. I'll take Mike out for breakfast if he expenses that meal. On the game, Syracuse lost sixty-three to twenty. There was a lot of issues when you lose sixty-three to twenty. 
Um, Eric, what was the biggest issue for you? Something that really just stuck out and, oh my gosh, Syracuse needs to fix that now. I mean, aside from the defense, which I think is the biggest thing, but I talked about that earlier, I want uh, I want to talk about the running game, um, which a lot of us thought were kind of, I mean, we knew it, it kind of held up the, the offense was Liberty, scored all three of the touchdowns when the passing game looked bad. Um, on Saturday versus Maryland, the passing game kind of found its footing. Um, Tommy DeVito could be better, um, specifically outside the pocket. Um, but the running game just wasn't there. I think they have, the running backs averaged just about four yards per carry, which isn't horrible, but the, the longest carry of the day was like Abdul Adams for 13 yards, and they just couldn't get any explosive plays uh, on the ground. Yeah, I'm going to go a little more specifically within the defense, but um, giving up big plays because it's one when an opposing team is moving the ball on you, but you're making them, you know, they're, you're sticking them with third and four and second and seven and whatever. But when they're picking up regularly 14 to 30 yards on – three plays a drive you get your that that is when you are getting gashed and we saw it bite Syracuse both against Pitt um almost bit them against you know NC State and North Carolina a little bit last year but if they don't get those big plays sorted out again I mean Clemson will make big plays against them that is a big home run hitting offense that will readily take the top off Syracuse's defense if they don't figure out the back end I thought for me I, the offense seemed pretty important to me as far as the way it's functioning without Eric Dungy. Right. And so there's a ton of moving parts going on right now, but one of them is the way that Dungy sort of made plays right. on his own all the time and would bail Syracuse out all the time. And when you're an offense that has weapons but not necessarily always the weapons of the teams that you're playing against and a team like this week against Clemson, you kind of need the Tim Tebow-esque quarterback that, like, is just pulling plays out of nowhere right. and doing crazy things. And it's extremely difficult to like expect that of Tommy DeVito, and at some point it probably will come. But how far does Syracuse's offense fall right. before it figures it well, out? I think I think about it a bit this way of like last year, Syracuse's best offensive playmaker was getting the ball every single snap because it was Eric Dungy. But I don't know if Tommy DeVito is that Josh just uh, came up with a way to set up our mic that he is very proud of right now. I just want a little aside. Terrible podcasting. So to give you an image here, I've clipped the mic on top of my laptop right above the camera. It's like a little lavalier you're supposed to like wear for an interview. This might be the best thing that happens in right. this 20-minute And podcast. Josh is going to be humble and not say anything at all. Oh, no, so I have to I, give him the shout-out for yeah. this. This is far smarter than what we were doing previously. But back to the point about DeVito is he might not be – the playmaker in this offense, it could be. I mean, we saw Tristan Jackson go off for like seven catches and a hundred plus yards and two touchdowns, but it could be Sean Riley, it could be Moniel on a given day. Um, I just don't think the, the offense doesn't. It hasn't run through Devito yet. I'm not saying it can't or won't, um, but if they're gonna have that passing attack that they want to, it's that. Well, it it'll have to run through Devito, and we just haven't. I haven't seen the offense truly sort of flow through the quarterback like it did when it was, you know, Eric Dungy was sort of the offense and everything else was ancillary to him. And regarding DeVito, it's not even, yes, he won't have the explosive plays that Dungy had, but it's even the smart plays. Like, there are a bunch of instances during the game, which DeVito talked about afterwards, where he gets chased out of the pocket and he has room to run for maybe five, six yards. And in the grand scheme of things, that's not that big. But when you're taking sacks or incomplete passes instead of those five or six yards or getting chased down from behind by a defensive end, or throwing that horrible interception on the sideline after he was chased to his right. Like, even if you're not making those explosive plays out of the pocket, you'd still have to be making the smart plays, which DeVito hasn't quite get, uh, gotten yet. 
Andrew, what's a problem or something you saw from Saturday's game that you think can and will be fixed come Syracuse's game and number one Clemson Saturday night? Um, it's this is a little nebulous, but I think and this is a this is a, a point where I do I, I tend to agree with Syracuse's players and coaching staff is they in their first two games more or less didn't have much of a clue as to what they would consistently see from their opponent. Liberty, obviously, no game film. Maryland, you get one unrepresentative sample against a clearly not good Howard team mm-hmm. where they had, I think, like two special teams touchdowns or one in a blocked punt for a safety um, and like a kick return for a touchdown. So you, they didn't really know what to expect. That will not be the case with Clemson. They have plenty of film on Dabo Swinney's Clemson. They played Dabo Swinney's Clemson with Trevor Lawrence last year. There's no secrets about what they're going to get. And I think that helps a bit, at least in terms of, we saw the defense get lost on assignments on Saturday. Not just, you know, get beat deep on a route because they didn't turn their hips quick enough and a guy ran past them. But they were running to the wrong player and two guys were covering one guy when a safety was supposed to go deep with the outside receiver and he just got wide open. That sort of thing. I don't think we'll see that as much with Clemson because they they are more familiar. The issue then is while they might be scheming them correctly, Clemson just has the athletes and the players that it doesn't even matter, and they're just going to like make plays anyways. My biggest improvement they need to make, and I think they will improve because they really can't get much worse, um, is the big play chasing the defense did. You kind of talked about it earlier, Andrew. Um, talking to Andrew Armstrong and Kendall Coleman after the game, they both, they both said um, the whole defense as a whole needs to be more solid, play their roles, don't go big play chasing is what Kendall Coleman um, said because that's when leaks happen and that's when big plays happen. I don't know how many fifty plus yard plays Maryland had, but it had to be they had, five to ten. They had no, not fifty oh, okay. plus. They had they had two. They plus. had two fifty plus yard plays, and one of them was a run, which is always not good. By Funk, Jake Funk, great name by the way. Who's their like fourth string? Yeah, back. <laughs> and still ran for ninety two yards on one drive. Ninety four. Ninety four. Um, either way, I think that's one thing that has to get better and will get better, just because I don't know. It, it's some of its game plan dependent, but. They were just chasing too many plays, trying to uh, create too many turnovers. Yeah, that part to me, I mean, I was thinking that as well, just like with the tackling stuff that Dion's been talking yeah. about, like that's a little bit more mental right. and a little bit mm-hmm. more just like being focused. Not trying to force yeah. a fumble, but maybe just understanding that giving up four yards. Yeah, on the like, down those are things that right. like the guys can figure out on their own, and it's not like a systematic issue. Right. Right. I think there's a Missing lot of tackles is not like oh my gosh, this team is done. Which is right. Like, you can just not miss them the next time. Right. And I think, yeah, I think there's a lot. Because we saw that last year, like you said. They, like, no, the Ryan game. Guthrie and, like, the they pick, just, like, started tackling them. Yeah, the pick game, it looked like it was over for Syracuse football because they couldn't stop the run. And then they and figured then, it out. Yeah, they figured it out and went on a, they went on a run of their own. Yeah. Um, but I also, I also think the defensive line's a big thing here because they've played well the last two games against Clemson. There's no reason to think that they can't get more than one sack, which they had against Maryland last week. Right. I, I understand, like, Dino today was very fair in the fact that Clemson's offensive line is very good. The protection is very good. Right. They beat Bama by a lot of points. The, Cle- every part points. Every part of Clemson is very good, but I think in the Carrier Dome at home with one of the biggest crowds they've had in 20-some-odd years, probably, going back to, like, the McNabb era... I think there's a chance that the defense gets rolling a little bit. If you agree, the key sure. it's all it's all the first quarter, and we're getting into predictions. I think a little bit here, which I wanted to do anyway. But to me, this game, Syracuse probably loses by two to three touchdowns. Like I'm in like the 17 point is what I'm thinking. Yeah. But I think it's a game for maybe the first half, maybe even three quarters, two and a half quarters. Yeah. Or so, yeah. I mean, it's it's the same concept where 
Syracuse thinks that if they get over 80 plays, they can turn on a team, right? That's when the guy, if you're going straight at and blocking a guy, that's when he starts to fold at the hips a little bit because he's, he's tired. Dead right. tired, right. That's when Clemson having all five stars and backup five stars and just a deeper depth chart than you Makes starts to fold right. you like it happened last year. Yeah. And I think that that could happen again this year, but I don't think that Syracuse can't hang around at all. It's just about having it not be Lamar Jackson in, what was that, 2016? 2016, when he had yeah. th- he scored three touchdowns in the first six offensive right. plays. It's just how can, how can you not let the number one team in the, jump, in the country jump on you? Right. Because if that happens, then yeah, you can't right. play from behind well, like they did the other yeah. day. Well, I think even looking at the way Clemson beat Texas A&M this weekend is like, Texas A&M didn't let Clemson jump on them, but you still knew who was going to that, win that game after the first quarter. And that's kind of what I see happening. I think it's, you're right in that all Syracuse has to do is not get beat early. If you're in this game halfway through the third quarter, I think you're okay with that result. Is that, that's your best, not best case scenario, but that's your, like, that's this like, is okay. You can walk away I'd from that game and not see, like, if you're down 21 nothing at the end of the first quarter, like, I know it's the number one team in the country, but that's two weeks in a row that you're getting run off the field yeah. fast. And I just don't think you can do that. I don't think they need to even take a lead. If you go to the end of the first quarter down 7 nothing to Clemson at home, good job. Like, you did what you needed to do. You are perfectly in that game. Yeah, no, I'm with both you guys. I think regarding the defensive line, I don't think they'll have a game as irrelevant, that's probably the wrong word, but irrelevant as they did um, versus Maryland. One sack, like you mentioned, Curtis Harper. Um, but I don't – the RPOs that um, Maryland threw out there, the, the quick passes that they did, that Loxley threw in there, like you said, Syracuse just wasn't ready for them. And they just completely negated the defensive line. Alton Robinson – literally recorded only one stat, and it was an assisted tackle the whole game. And that's first-team All-ACC, uh, or preseason first-team All-ACC, Alton Robinson. Um, I don't think, even versus the top team in the country, I don't think defensive line will have as bad a game as they did versus Maryland. Yeah, and I asked Dino about getting pressure today. And, I, I mean, <laughs> he wouldn't he wouldn't say whether they're going to be reliant on the four-man and maybe five-man rushes or the, if they are going to bring some packages and looks to bring more pressure. Understandably so. But he did basically say, like, if they're not going to get pressure on Trevor Lawrence, if they're going to let him stand there in the pocket, almost no point in playing the game because that's an NFL quarterback. Eric, what's, like, your score differential? I'm with you. I'm two, assuming you're picking Clemson. Yeah, I'm with you two or three touchdowns. I don't know if you want, like, a specific score. I could... No, I haven't really thought of one myself. Yeah, I, we'll save that for the uh, written beat writer predictions on DailyOrange.com. <laughs> what's the, the spread 24 right now? They opened at 24 and a half. Yeah, I'm, I, th- I, think it'll be less, I think it'll be less than that. I can see them losing the 17 to 21 range. Um, and same as, as you guys said, I think it'll be a game, at least for the first couple quarters, um, before Clemson ultimately pulls away. All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll have coverage all week with that, and we'll have uh, In the Huddle coming out on Thursday with a couple stories leading into the game and some other things. And for now, we'll do 30-second sound-offs. Starting right now, 15 minutes, go, Andrew. Oh, wow. Uh, I guess I'll have to do a sound-off about uh, college game day is not coming to Syracuse. Uh, not a surprise to anybody after the showing on Saturday, but um, I have to say, just from a, a perspective of being a student at Syracuse and seeing what that environment could have been for, you know, the first time that ever came to campus, you know, ESPN's marquee college football programming, kind of. That would have been really cool, and I'm definitely bummed out that that's not going to happen. Even the game day guys last week, like Lee Corso, was like, yeah, I want to go to Syracuse. I've never been there, and it's kind of kind of a bummer. All right, I teased it earlier. Um, Sardi's uh, pasta salad. They oh, had, they had Stephen it in, Bailey will appreciate they had it in the media you for room this. At the game, um, I just found out their two founders' names are both Phil, which is incredible. Um, but <laughs> but Sardi's pasta salad—I've never been a big pasta salad guy in my whole life. Probably never had it more than 
once a year. I had like two or three servings, kept going back for more Tupperware. You're like taking it out of the yeah, I, I, was meal boxes. It. I was just stealing it. It was best pasta salad ever, Sardi's. Much better than like the dry turkey sandwich in the box like that accompanied it. The, yeah. Pasta salad. Stephen Bailey Incredible. will attest to this pasta salad if you Amazing. ask him about it. I'm a fan of like... If if it's too heavy on the on the mayo, I'm out. Oh, it was it was like an Italian dressing? Oh, with like a little, so with, like right. a little wow. with like a little tomato, oh, tomatoes, cucumbers. Oh, oh, sign me up. So good. Oh yeah, my that's, gosh, that's that's the right way to make it. I don't I don't mess with the mayo. Well, it's Monday evening. And we're all pretty hungry. So this has <laughs> been the Do Sports Guest. <laughs>